Good morning, everyone. This is Rob McDougall from Zang Financial here with your weekly economic update. Today is Monday, February 26th, 2024. So last week's economic activity, as we have previewed, was very scant in terms of data points. Nothing really happened last week. We mentioned the fact that the FOMC uh, were releasing their minutes from their prior uh, meeting. That was for the January meeting. Nothing came out of that. Nothing surprising. Did not move the market. The only other two data points worth sort of a mention, barely a mention, initial jobless claims uh, last week, jobless claims, uh, were better than expected. The expectation was 218,000 new claims. It came in at 201,000. Again, just confirming or corroborating the fact that the U.S. labor market continues to be particularly strong. The other data point that came out last Thursday, existing home sales, it was slightly better than expected at 4 million, about maybe 30,000 more than expected. So nothing moving in terms of economic data that came out last week. What little did come out last week did lead uh, the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta to reduce her expectation for first quarter GDP growth. Some reduction from their earlier levels is actually welcome because it had a just three weeks ago, we're expecting very strong growth for the first quarter. That's moderated. Their view has moderated somewhat since. Uh, so now the expectation is for first quarter GDP growth after the 3.3% growth we had in the fourth quarter is now 2.9%. And just a week ago, the expectations by the Atlanta Federal Reserve was the GDP growth would be 3.4%. So it's come down a little bit. In terms of inflation expectations, it's rolled over a little bit. Um, nothing really to speak of here. It's at 2.3% for the next 10 years, down three basis points from the week before. But as we would all agree, that would be a very welcome and low number to uh, average 2.3% inflation over the next 10 years, given what happened starting back in 2021. So Fed funds future market, what are the expectations now for Fed rate decreases. They've been coming down almost every week. Uh, so it keeps getting pushed out and the magnitude down because of the very strong economic growth we've been seeing both in GDP growth and in employment growth, labor markets, pretty much across the board. GDP economy is has been doing very well. So expectations for that rate cut just a couple of months ago, let's say three months ago, the expectations were there was over a 50% probability that March, next month, FOMC meeting, uh, that we would have six cuts by then to the next to the end of the year, and that it was a certainty where we're going to get at least one rate cut in March. Now the expectations for rate cut in March, almost gone, only 2.5%. And the expectation for the rest of the year, likewise, has also come down. So three months ago, the expectation was over 50% chance of six rate cuts, 1.5% in total. Now there's only a 45% chance of four rate cuts. That's down from 53% a week ago. So expectations are fading for the rate cuts, but the economy has continued strong, and that's why that's happening. So how did the market respond to almost no economic news last week other than the Atlanta Fed bringing down expectations for first quarter growth? Um, actually, market did well. Uh, equities, the U.S., 
S&P 500 up about 1.7%. Uh, that was led by value, uh, but large cap value. So large cap continued to do well, but value did well last week. That was up 1.4%. Growth was up about 0.3%. So now on a year-to-date basis, S&P 500 now up 6.9%. The uh, NASDAQ tech stocks definitely driving a good portion of that. Uh, NASDAQ up 6.6% on a year-to-date basis. Now, last week, uh, domestically, equities did a little better than international, but international has been performing better of late. Uh, but the MSCI world, the developed markets, XUS, that was up 1.3%. And again, S&P 500 up 1.7%. Emerging markets up 1.2%. And China had a good week. That hasn't happened in a while. Uh, China actually led returns last week, up 2.75%. However, China's still down nearly 2% for the year. In terms of fixed income, we mentioned last week, fixed income given up a lot of the gains we saw in November and December of last year. And last week when we did the podcast, uh, the Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index was down over 2% on a year, um, year-to-date basis. That rebounded last week. It was up 25 basis points. Uh, So now on a year-to-date basis, that Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index down about 1.8%. The yields last week were kind of mixed. Uh, Two-year treasuries were minus three basis points, with the 10-year up three basis points. So bottom line from last week, U.S. equity strong uh, and international fairly strong and Fixed income mixed, but slightly up last week. So in terms of the stock market and why it's done well, once in a while we do talk about the drivers of it. Uh, One, most certainly a huge driver for it has been earnings growth and the um, better performance by S&P companies than expectation. So as of the end of the week, last Friday, 79% of the S&P 500 companies had reported earnings of those 75% plus had beat expectations, slightly above the 10-year average. So that's a positive, certainly from an investment standpoint. The expectations or the beating of expectations really led uh, by tech companies, energy companies, and industrials. So now the expectation uh, for the full year is S&P earnings growth of about 8.8% 2024, And the expectation is still for momentum to build through the year. In 2025, the expectation is 12.7% earnings growth. So if we look at the quarter to date, uh, the Q4 earnings that have been reported, I said, uh, might have mentioned, uh, S&P 500 uh, up 3.2% earnings year over year, really led by those uh, S&P companies focused on international. So if you break it down, by companies with greater than 50% of their revenues from international, those companies have reported earnings growth of 4.8%. For those with under 50% revenue contribution, they were up 2.1%. But bottom line is healthy earnings growth from the S&P, better than expected, driving up both 2024 and 2025 estimates. So economic data coming out this week, and again, today is February 26. So this week, unlike last week, we've got a lot of data points, too many to go through all of them. I'll just pick out a few. Uh, Today, we had new home sales, haven't seen the number yet, but the expectation was a slight increase from the month of December. December was 664. We're expected to come in at 700,000. 
Tomorrow on Tuesday, uh, this is a big number uh, to watch, durable goods. Durable goods in December were flat, and, and this is a very volatile metric. So every month it's up or down a couple of percent, it seems. But in December, it was completely flat. Month of January is expected to be down 4.5%. And for those very focused on inflation, that's actually a good thing. We'll have GDP, the second estimate on Wednesday. Now, it shouldn't be a big deal. 3.3 was the initial. That's the expectation for the revision. Thursday's the big day. Personal income, personal spending, PCE, PCE core. Personal income is expected to rise. Uh, in December, it was up month over month 0.3%. It is, is expected to be up 0.4% in January. That by itself, good. This is better, though. This is a great scenario. Personal spending only expected to be up 0.2% in January. It was up 0.7% in December. So that mix would be good with consumers' income going up, but spending not rising nearly as much. So that would suggest higher personal savings. That would be good. Now, the big one for this week, PCE, PCE Core. Again, PCE is what the Fed focuses on for inflation. We already saw the CPI numbers elevated higher, much higher than expectations. That came out two weeks ago. So not surprisingly, the expectations for PCE and PCE Core are elevated over what we saw the prior month. So in December, both PCE and PCE Core were up 0.2%. The expectations for the January number is PCE will be up month over month 0.3%. PCE Core will be up 0.4%. So that's it in terms of the big data points for this week and a recap of last week and preview of next week. Thank you very much for attending. Hope to see you next week. Thank you.